Hello and welcome to The 70, Yuma Union High School District's podcast on education and much, much more. I'm Chief Communications Officer Eric Patton and for the first time we are welcoming in Melissa Elgood and Christy Nicholson. Melissa is the Director of Educational Technology and Learning Management for YUHSD and Christy is the culinary teacher at Colfa High School and our reigning Yuma County High School Teacher of the Year. So welcome to both of you guys. Thanks for uh, joining me today. So I wanted to talk uh, about a few different things, but really I wanted to zero in on Canvas and how Canvas is used in the classroom. I guess the best way to start a conversation about Canvas is describing what it is. So Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about what Canvas is? Sure, Canvas is a learning management system and pretty much all uh, post-secondary schools have a learning management system. And it is a place for teachers to put uh, notes, slides, assignments. They can do discussion boards, um, any other sort of uh, assignment they would do in a class. They can post it online so that students have access to it 24-7. Um, and at this point, post-secondary uses it to submit almost all work is submitted through there. So that's kind of a nutshell of it. Uh, teachers use it in various ways from not very much to their courses fully uh, embedded into Canvas. So maybe that's one of the reasons that it's been a, a big push for our district in the last couple of years. It's been around for a while, but really the last couple of years it seemed like the district uh, as a whole and in different campuses and campus leaders have made a bigger push for using it and there's been a lot more interaction for, for teachers with it. Is, is that maybe because post-secondary is so deeply involved in utilizing it as well? Absolutely, and if we're looking at the vision of Yuma Union High School District that every student is college, career, and community ready, then we definitely wanna make sure that we have started our students on using a learning management system as early as ninth grade. Um, ASU adapted Canvas specifically last year, and we are very excited that AWC is moving to Canvas next year, which will even give us more of a reason to push. The other main reason we're pushing it so heavily is to provide equity to all our students. So if we have a student who's absent, whether it's their fault or it's not their fault, they're able to uh, make up any of their work and not necessarily get too far behind. So, so Christy, was that, uh something that you naturally gravitated to was using Canvas, or is that something that you needed a little bit of an extra push for? Well, to be honest with you, when I started, I thought it wasn't an option. So I, I started, but I will definitely say in the past four years, it's been a progression. Every year I've learned something new, and then I implement it. And so, you know, in the beginning, it was somewhere I posted my objective and my state standard and bell work, and it's kind of progressed over the years from that. Your class is somewhat unique to maybe even the class that Melissa was teaching at COFA. You were, you were teaching marketing at, at COFA, was, among other yep. things. and business co-op was the other big one that right. we did. But for you, you're teaching a culinary class. So in career and technical education, that's going to be obviously at least 51% lab work, I'd right. imagine. For you, yeah. it's going to be even more. <laughs> um, but you've, you've got labs. You've got all kinds of other things going on in the classroom. How does Canvas work for you? Well, and I think anyone who has a 51% lab-based class or more, 
it, we still have to teach processes and procedures and methods of what we're doing or how we're doing it. And Canvas is a great way to do it because I could do, I could put a video in it. I could do, um, I could record a demo and attach that, you know, put pictures on. I can do all kinds of things to help them get ready before we actually get into the lab. But then I also have them do more of a, it's more of like a reflection um, piece after the lab and that's all done in canvas as well and I have iPads in my classroom so they can do it in the lab and still be on canvas. Wow so I imagine another big benefit like you mentioned absenteeism if a student isn't in your class they can at least watch some of that material at home and so they I guess don't fall as far behind as they may have had they not had access to that. Right, and I actually have a way for them to make up a lab if they miss it, but they can get all the groundwork um, from Canvas, and then they actually have a way of submitting their way of making it up through Canvas as well. Okay. So they can they could totally have everything they need when they, whenever they're absent. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually heard a cool story the other day of a Cibola teacher, and she was talking about how her and her son. Uh, like on the weekends go home and they make some of the recipes that were uh, that he'd learned in culinary and that culinary teacher also puts everything on canvas so they're able to utilize that and like you know it's a family activity but it's it's available to them to do it at home as well as a family and it's and he's able to show what he learned in class and they can have a great family experience so you're, you're talking about Miss Saldana yes. at, at Cibola yeah. Now, if Ms. Saldana's at Cibola and, and you're at COFA, can you guys exchange things between each other if you wanted to in terms of lessons or, or Canvas units or things like that? Absolutely. And actually, that's also been a progression over the years. We've kind of teamed up and everything in our culinary one, our scope and sequence is absolutely the same. We all have access to each other's canvases. We can see what it looks like on a weekly basis. Um, we do sometimes you know, we, our backgrounds are different and we word things differently or our kitchen setup is different. So that kind of stuff will be different in our canvases. But for the most part, we're, I mean, we're literally a lesson or two within each other. And it's, it's kudos to them because at the beginning of the year, they put out a course and put it on what we call commons. It's a shared space where people can share and take stuff that they like. And culinary does a great job of sharing their course at the beginning of the year. So if you have a new guy, they come in and they're, they're not completely lost. They've got a lot of material to kind of work from and use. And so it's it's a really great way for them to collaborate. And you can look at any of the teachers. You can look at Jacqueline Hill and you can look at Saldana and you can see that their courses are very similar and they're at similar points along their scope and sequence. And, and I'd imagine also we, we talk a lot about equity um, and that doesn't necessarily just mean at one school among the students in that classroom, but we're talking about that across the entire district. And there's probably no better way to do that than for everybody in that area to be able to see what they're working on. Yeah, and it's it's also, there. some kids move within the district, and when they do, and they come from, I have a, I got a kid from Yuma High, and she, I, right when she came, we were in the same spot they were in. And then one of mine went to Cibola, and the same thing, we were in the same I mean, within a lesson or two of each other, but they have that groundwork of like, okay, we're, it's, we're building the same thing here. Awesome. I, another thing that we're building for sure is getting teachers more familiar with the ins and outs of, and, and some of the tricks, I guess, that you can have access to with Canvas. Melissa, you've hosted uh, two trainings this year, if I'm correct, since the start of school. Um, 
you've had really good turnouts, I think 30 plus at both of them. Um, what kind of stuff are you talking about and why do you think the turnout has been so good? So um, <clears throat> some of the things I've been really kind of pushing is that Canvas has worked really hard to become really integrated with Google, which makes it really nice for um, turning in for students to turn in assignments and the workflow is a little bit easier. When we say workflow, the students have less steps in order to um, turn in their work or in order to get started. Um, and so it's made a really seamless process. You know, Canvas and Google are to the point where a folder will be made in a student's drive named the Canvas course. That's how in integrated they've become. Um, and I think that it's it's kind of caught on, one, because I, I work very hard with you to kind of make sure the message is out there. I don't deserve much. <laughs> and, well, we, we work hard to make sure it's out there. And, and I've heard a lot about people, they want the training. And so I really try to provide useful training that's not too long. And it's, you know, I try to keep my trainings to about an hour because that's about what people really can get out of a technology training. Um, well, you don't want to have the information to overload either. Absolutely. And it, and this is people's time where they could be with their families. They could be coaching their sport. They could be doing all sorts of other things. So I really try to be mindful of that and give them what they need without giving them unnecessary information. Um, and so I also think that as people see the culinary course and if they see some of the other courses we have throughout the district that are very well done, they can see that not only does it provide equity, not only is it getting students ready for college, but on top of which, it can save a lot of time from year to year or even from having to go find a copier and make copies. Those kinds of things, after a while, it can get down to where you are, you know, it saves a lot of time for you as well. So I think they're starting to see some of the benefits from some of our really good Canvas users. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Christy. No, well, I was just going to say one of the things that really helped me embrace Canvas and use it was actually um, the structure that Melissa has. And, and it was a simple import, and it literally just gave me the skeletons, you know, and, mm -hmm. and how to organize myself on Canvas so that it makes sense for the students, but it also is easy for me as well. And that, I mean, that was huge. And a lot of the structure that we have now, even in our Canvas courses for all the culinary teachers, it started with the structure that she gave us, and then we just kind of added on from there. Yeah, the structure she's uh, referring to, I actually, um, when I was getting my master's at ASU um, in uh, educational technology, I basically spent a semester figuring out a way to make it so kid, uh, teachers wanted to be on Canvas and what made sense to students. And so I developed what we call a calendar course. Um, it's a, a weekly agenda and I make it available to all the teachers in my, honestly anywhere but YUHSD, um, and they're able to import that course every year, and it's kind of a template already set up. To get up them, them started from yes. day one. Right. That's, so, I imagine, really valuable for a new teacher, particularly. Absolutely, and it just has, it's basic, but it, it literally helps you organize yourself, and, and you're literally doing it all in one. Not only is it a spot for, for the students to go and find everything they need, but it's literally your lesson planning. So you're not actually having lesson plans plus you know, the material plus this, plus that. It's all one central space. And so it's listed days of the week. There's buttons for the month so the students can go back and find stuff if they needed to. It really helped me get started. So if people needed 
questions answered or weren't able to attend the training, what's the best way? Would it be emailing you? How, how would they uh, get in touch with you to ask questions? So this is what I suggest um, is to first go and ask your neighbor teacher or your PLC member. And the only reason I say that is that they're accessible to you and they can get an answer right away. If they don't have the answer, um, I would try your IL. And after that, I would say absolutely. If a lot of people have my cell phone number, so you can text me. Um, if you send me an email, it kind of makes me, that's like my to-do list, and I make sure I get things done on email. So if you can send me an email, even with a screenshot, it's great, or I've had people send me a video. And then if it's something we need to have a conversation, I've done a Google Meet with a teacher to fix their problem. Um, there's all sorts of ways, but I also love to come to the campuses. I love to see what's going on at campuses, so I'm happy to do that as well. Christy, I uh, know that you've been at COFA now for four years, am I correct? Yes, this is my fourth year. And Melissa, this is your first year not being at COFA. Yes. So looking back at the time that you spent there and the time so far that has gone by that you've been there, what are, what are some things or one big thing that you will think about yeah, uh, when it comes to COFAR, what's what's some memories that have stood out over the last few years? One of the things that I think that the CTE department does really, really well at COFA is that we all have lunch together. We we don't have a ton of after school meetings or or you know department meetings or things like that. And as things come up, as new teachers have questions or as new teachers are feeling overwhelmed, we're all together every single day. And we don't always have like a meeting per se. Sometimes we just hang out and talk and get to know each other, but. I think that helps the new teachers feel welcomed and included, but I also think it helps take care of business as it comes up, and then it's not even a big deal, and they're like, oh yeah, I had the same issue, or oh yeah, that that's so cool, you know, and, and we have these discussions, and we're actually really close, and so that's one of the one things that um, Mr. Champagne, our IL at COFA, insists on, and I absolutely appreciate it. it you know, some campuses are like, oh, I would I would hate if that if we were forced to do that, but it doesn't feel forced. Yeah. It's brought us all very close, and it's I love it. Pretty amazing because it's so many different people from different industries and different areas, you know, and, and for everybody to sort of organically mix and get along like that's a Yeah, there's 20 awesome, of us, yeah. so it's quite a bit at the lunch table. Yeah, I'd say for me, that's a big part. When I, when I started at COFA, I was actually a special education st- teacher, and... Uh, Norm kind of took me under his wing and it really kind of he really kind of made me feel part of a group which really kind of helps you feel like it makes it hard to leave a place Um, and it it took me a little while to be okay with it but the other part that I I really loved was just the kids I loved I was a coach and I have great memories of, of coaching my athletes on top of which you know taking students to nationals and being able to take students outside of Yuma and let them see you know the East Coast looks far different in Louisville, Kentucky, and letting them see what that looks like. Even just, you know, I had kids who'd never seen the ocean. We take them to San Diego for cross country or track. And so those those are some of, some of the great memories. You know, it's, it's interesting because I, I had a state triple jump, win the triple jump, and that's not what stuck out. It's more of the just time I got to spend with kids in, in new different environments. Sounds like people number one are the things that you guys both really remember or think most fondly of 
That being said, there are some pretty amazing new physical spaces at Kofa as well. And, and Christy, you are fortunate enough to be the beneficiary of one oh, of those. Yeah, absolutely. Your culinary lab opened um, last year. Yes. Um, this is the first full year, I believe, that you've been in it from the start of school, correct? Right. Well, I, technically, I was in it from the start of school last year. Not everything was ready, <laughs> but I was in there. We just weren't in the lab right away. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so this is the first year when we, I walked in, everything was ready to go. How, it, it might go without saying, I mean, I've, I saw the old space and I, I've obviously seen the 1959 Home Ec Lab right. with the carpet in the kitchens. <laughs> yes, that one. How has it changed your life in a lot of ways as, as far as being a, an instructor? And then more importantly, I guess, how has it, how's it really impacted what the kids can do? Um, well, it makes the things a lot easier to explain when you're trying to explain what things look like in, in the industry. You're not just trying to paint a picture for them. It's right there. And so that's something that it, it's much easier. We also do a lot of um, like industry visits. And when we go, the first couple of years, it was like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. And now it's more like, oh, we have that. Oh, look, they use that too. And so that was uh, one of the big changes on our, we have a big um, test at the end of the year, our end of the year state assessment. And one of the things that I used to score the lowest on was commercial equipment. And now it's one of the things I score the highest on. So there's, you know, it, it, the switch comes with them just being able to see it and use it and know it versus me just talking about it. And that's got to be a huge confidence boost too when they go into a restaurant in industry and see the stuff that they're using. They're like, man, I could work here, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it's even things like, you know, we were talking about cleaning out a fryer the other day and, and it can be fairly dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. You know, but the kids have that confidence of like, oh yeah, like that's not a problem. And I have kids that get jobs other places and when they ask them about, you know, we have some dangerous equipment, they have the the um, vocabulary to explain the process of how to use this or clean it or, or do whatever they need to do with it to give the employer confidence that they know what they're talking about. I, I think uh, another thing, and, and Melissa has eaten down there as well, I have a, a few times, if you're a COFA staff member and you don't go eat lunch at the staff uh, <laughs> offerings, I would highly encourage you to make your way over there. Um, what's the next thing that you guys have on the menu? I actually, I'm not quite sure. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret at this point. <laughs> I, I really do let the kids plan it out. Okay. Um, this year, one of the things that we are committed to is if you are wearing, um, we've kind of expanded it a little bit. It used to be just Kofa swag, but now it's any Yuma Union um, High School District uh, swag, Kofa swag, CTSO swag. On the days that we do a teacher lunch, your lunch is actually half off. And Yuma High to, uh, today had their lunch there, and I know they did the same thing with the swag. They were, it was half off for uh, wearing your uh, criminals. Um, She's theme. trying to subtly suggest that's why I'm wearing my Yuma High polo. I was wondering. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I saw it. I was wondering. I, I was trying to go for the half off lunch as well. Just, just saying. Did you make it? I did. I did. It was uh, awesome. Well, good. It was awesome. So. It's the first time I've eaten at Yuma High, and it, it was a, a really good experience, and I'm, I'm glad I, I look forward to going back, to be honest with you. And Christy, I heard Wednesday mornings you do um, coffee and pastries, is yeah. that? We call it Wake Up Wednesday. Wake uh, up I Wednesday. wanted to call it some. We wanted to call it something to do with Hump Day, but then we got Ixnate <laughs> on that. So it's Wake Up Wednesday, but we offer espresso drinks for $2 and pastries for $1, and um, 
we do offer free coffee and iced tea every day. So they could still come in and get free coffee, or they could get like a, a latte, ice or hot, what any flavor they want. Start? 7 a.m. to 7.40. Okay. So theoretically, if a teacher lived uh, nearby and was on their way to another campus, they could probably pop in and take advantage yeah, of that absolutely. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We uh, had a great conversation, I think. I hope uh, you guys agree, and I, I really appreciate you spending some time on the last day before break uh, coming in and talking. Um, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. The 70 is a YUHSD podcast hosted by Eric Patton and Superintendent Gina Thompson. The goal of The 70 is to provide insight, levity, and hopefully some relatable content for all stakeholders interested in public education. It is released twice monthly and debuted August 28, 2019. You can listen to The 70 on yumaunion.org's podcast page or subscribe on iTunes or numerous other podcast hosting services.